Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. I'm Scotty Conley, a.k.a. Scotty the Body, and this is the Border Podcast with Scotty the Body. For the last 20 years, I've had some type of role in the skateboarding industry, including my time as a sponsored skater, many years working at Skate Park in Tampa, and my current job at the Border. So, in the midst of this current pandemic, I decided to start this podcast so I can catch up with some old friends I've met along the way, and we can talk about the past and present with highlights in my beloved hometown of Tampa, Florida. So sit back and enjoy. Yes, that's right. Scotty, the body is back. We are rocking the body. Um, thank you to everybody who listened to the last episode. It was great to have my new wife on as a guest. And now we are going to take it back to uh, skateboarding for an episode or two. And then who knows where we'll go after that. But um, just wanted to make sure you guys know this will be the last broadcast of 2020. So let's get this 220 bullshit out of here. 220, 2021, we are coming for you hard we're gonna get it uh you know we're gonna do it for the next year and merry christmas happy new year and all that good stuff and without further ado bringing in uh somebody you will definitely recognize if you followed skateboarding at all in tampa or new york or anywhere else he's been he's worked for a bunch of he's worked for some companies uh like uh he's one of the main driving forces at theories of atlantis distribution and I know him as just a kid from Lakeland and one of the stars of the Marooned video. But then uh, he got his, uh, you know, um, breakout role in Static 3. And so hopefully you guys have figured out who he is. And you probably know because you clicked on his name when you clicked on the link to the listen to this. So without further ado, my good friend, I love this guy. And his name is Pat Steiner. Pat, how you doing, boss? I'm doing great, Scotty. Thanks for that beautiful intro oh man i wouldn't have it any other way i try to you know put my guests in a good mood and pump them up full of ego before they start talking so uh you know it's because you know talking about yourself is is definitely uh you know yeah you need a hype man kind of. yeah you need to sometimes you know and then talking about yourself is like a very you know takes an ego to just talk yeah, about yourself and, be, and yeah. be like talk for an hour and be like yes you're you should be interested in my life but um <laughs> I decided that everybody should be interested in your life, not you. So I appreciate you coming on and um, just uh, we're going to start with the, with the story of Pat Steiner, gloss over the past real quick, um, get to how we met onto the future and how you met some other key people that led to where you're at right now. So uh, we start the story in Lakeland, Florida, correct? Yeah. And you were born in Lakeland. No, I mean, I was born in Tampa. Okay. But I uh, moved to Atlanta, Georgia, 
until fifth grade and then I ended up in Lakeland. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, did you start skating in Atlanta or in Lakeland? Uh, I didn't start skating until Florida, but yeah. Uh, okay. And, uh, for, for the, uh, listeners out there, of course, Lakeland is the, uh, old stomping grounds of Andrew Reynolds. Andrew Reynolds grew up in Lakeland. And if you go a little further down I-4, you'll end up in a little city called Winter Haven. And uh, Danny Renaud is from Winter Haven. So uh, Pat was, you know, surrounded by some talent before him coming up. And and that was pretty cool. Like the, the three people that can claim that little area right there. And uh, Lakeland, Florida is also home to the original Publix supermarket. People might not know this. Um, Publix, home of the infamous pub sub. Everybody always comes south to get these sandwiches. If uh, you go up to New York and you're staying at Pat's house, it's actually required <laughs> of you to go get one of these pub subs and bring it to New York on the plane with you. And uh, this is actually the, uh, the shopping plaza that was filmed at and filmed in in the old 80s movie edward scissorhands correct right yeah that um yeah that's the the publics and like uh the south side of lakeland which is kind of central to everything and it has that very uh 50s looking vibe and i guess that appealed to tim burton and they shot a lot of scenes there yeah well they, they shot like the whole movie in lakeland right yeah like, well they shot it all around florida but like a yeah. lot of the exterior was lakeland and yeah all those like weird suburban neighborhoods yeah i just caught uh i just caught nightmare before christmas on television the other day and i was just like remembering even how wild that was man like the timber and stuff man always good and then um but across the street from that Publix, or like you like pretty close to that Publix, is uh the first shop in lakeland that you rode for right havoc right havoc skate shop was there um that's probably the first well that was like probably the second skate shop i'd been in the first one being the cove and brandon which you which uh i i got my first board from the cove yeah um big wave dave yeah that place was really strange i think it yeah i mean it was cool i was a little kid so everything there was like amazing i think i'd never seen anything like it and holding a magazine or seeing a board on a wall. That was the first time was at the Cove. Yeah, for sure. Me too. And then uh, like, I actually went there as a kid to rent video games. Yeah. It had like, before I started skating, they had had, uh, super Nintendo games for like $3 or $4 for an entire week. Yeah. That place was, whereas blockbuster was like $5 for like a night and a half or two nights, maybe. Yeah. I think you could rent skate videos too. You probably could. Yeah. Oh, you definitely could. Yeah. And then, um, so from the Cove first skate shop, Havoc second, you actually ended up riding for Havoc, but Havoc was also next to like in uh, atomic tattoos, right? Yeah. Atomic was next to it. And I think before that there was a record store next to it called woodpecker records. All right. Oh, you know what? I think I've seen, I remember seeing those stickers around. Yeah. And then, uh, the atomic tattoo guys, of course, are the people that do all the, uh, free tattoos, if you ever gotten a free tattoo at any of the skate park of Tampa contests, those are the atomic tattoo guys. Those are my friends. Shout out uh, clay and big James over there at atomic and all the artists over there for helping us out with tattoos over the years. And then, um, so you're skating in Lakeland, you're killing it. And, uh, you start, we, we kind of start seeing you yeah, at skate park of Tampa. 
that's debatable. But yeah, I was skating in Lakeland and then. Uh, okay, but you used to skate that old, like, <laughs> shitty concrete park they had, right? Yeah, for yeah, sure. I, I, I love that place. That park. I was, I, like, skate it as it was being built. Like, the construction guys would leave and you would skate whatever part they were finished with. Oh, really? But it wasn't built by uh, skaters. Like, or no, obviously, like, it uh, seems like it was built in the same era as, like, the Bro Bowl or something. Yeah, and they didn't even use smooth ground. The park was built, like, with rough ground. It was really well, then, weird. Well, then I just remember there being, like, a giant to quarter giant quarter pipe to drop in on but like well, 10 feet from the flat bottom of the quarter pipe is the, the 10 stair with the handrail yeah and there's no the whole center of the skate park is basically a bowl that is a wall ride so to even learn how to skate there is really really hard i mean yeah the place is terrible but i guess it was good and bad that way but yeah that was lakeland all right, so when did you start coming over to Tampa? Um, I guess whenever you figure out a friend who has a car and then you just cram everyone in it and we'd go to Skate Park of Tampa. And that was probably... So who, were some was of the, like, who were some of the homies there that, in that squad? Um, maybe this kid, Matt Dockery, who you know. I know, yes. You remember him and Frank Branco had like the white honda civic that oh yes uh, maybe a little everywhere. jeff Foltz action yeah jeff Foltz didn't have a car though but it would be the matt dockery days would be me jeff Foltz, maybe robbie christie was an old kid that was really good too oh um, there's like three of those brothers right the christie brothers yeah they were super good yeah Francisco was really good who christie francisco Chris, oh uh, yeah i remember that kid yeah of course i like uh, whatever the the uh, Eminem haircut. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know. There's a whole crew of kids, but I would just and Danny Renaud would go with him too. Dude, Danny Renaud used to like scam rides home back to Winter Haven. He would lie and be like, "Yeah, yeah it's would. like in Plant City." He would be like, "Yeah, it's in like Plant City. It's just a little bit down I four." And then you get to Plant City, and he's like, "Yeah, it's just like a little bit further down I four." And then you get to Lakeland. And be like, yeah, it's just a little bit down, further down I-4. And eventually you're like 45 minutes away from Tampa taking Danny Renaud home. And yeah, that's an, old, that's an old trick. Yeah. Yeah, he's ran that one a bunch of times probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, you only get to run it once per person. Yeah, there's a lot, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people. But then, okay, so you've told me this story many times about the story about how we actually kind of like the first conversation we've had. So, uh, and it all is around a... Uh, a tape like a music tape yeah like a, a cassette tape yeah um there was always like used stuff for sale at the skate park in tampa like on the counters there would just you guys would just take like old four on ones or old tapes you were playing in the park and it would just be a box that said like a dollar or five dollars but one of them was a cassette tape box and yeah there was a souls of mischief tape and I bought that and you were the, I guess you were the one working at the time. Cause you're the one who took my money, but. Well, I remember like the, uh, I remember you told me that like the, the tapes were like three bucks or something. And you were like, dude, I got a dollar 85. Can yeah, I oh, yeah, that's what it was. I didn't even have enough. Yeah. So like, yeah. And, and uh, there was always a box of just random stuff. Cause uh, companies would send, you know, uh, music, uh, record companies would send us stuff to like, here, play this at your park or whatever. And we just have like, a random ass box of uh 
tapes, either cassette or VHS, eventually CDs. Um, and it was just like, yeah, I remember those days. It would the, be- the, the skateboarding industry was not always awesome. So in like 99, 2000, 2001, man. Yeah, know? I remember the Black Elvis promo guys. There was just Black Elvis everywhere. The old Cool Keith stuff. Yeah. Sick. And, uh, yeah. you know, like put an extra 20 bucks in the register selling some tapes. Like that's a good day. Yeah, I think it had a sleeve on it. So it wasn't like too used. It was worth a dollar eighty-five or whatever I had. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, I just remember looking at you because I was like, I was kind of closed minded. Like, why is this little like you were probably 14, 15 at the time, maybe. And I was like, dude, why is this little white kid want this souls of mischief tape? I was like, I don't even know what this is. But uh, like uh, yeah, probably because I heard it in skate videos already. And I was already like, oh, shit, this is the fucking high row crew or whatever. Like, I just knew the logo, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. And so you, you bought the tape and, and uh, that led to like you always. uh having a, a music good musical taste when it came to like putting music to, to skateboarding and all that stuff. And uh, like, I do remember that we kind of had to like beg you and it took a long time to convince you to quit havoc and uh, come, come actually ride for the skate park of Tampa. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember that. I don't like remember you, why, like, I just felt like it was like, I don't know. I just didn't want to like, mess up that relationship because those guys were the first guys to give me boards so i was like uh i feel bad Yeah, and it seemed like you were just very happy riding for your like hometown shop you're riding blank boards <laughs> yeah. um maybe maybe get yeah but I, I do remember announcing a contest uh at the skate park of tampa um the the winner of the contest got a free week at woodward camp and we go through this whole contest gets to your run and after your run, I remember like saying, well, we can all go home now. This kid won the trip. Like there's no, like, you're not going to beat that run. Like you kind of always were like, you were like good at contest skating at an early age. You were announcing it. Yes. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember that day. I mean, yeah, I remember uh, that run. you were always good at putting runs together and uh, like contest runs, man. You knew how to like, uh, like cater to your strengths at, at a park. Like you always had a good, like, contest strategy if you can call it that and like to to you know because like if there was money on the line we all knew like you were coming to win it yeah because it was you just had to be smarter than the other kids not actually better skater yeah and the other and kids would try to like kid. yeah you'd just be like why are you even i don't know like my first run you know it's going to be the run i can do just no matter what then i do it and i did it that day what whatever that was like that 13 to 15 contest and then i was like all right well now i'm chilling yeah but according to you after that that was all i needed i don't even remember my second run but yeah that was that i was- don't remember it either i remember just you did every single trick like flawless and i was just like all right contest is over like so you've always been a guy that's been like betting on yourself and uh speaking of betting the wait is finally over yes i don't know what we're waiting for football season is almost over all the teams strutting their stuff. You know where they're at. You know what's happening. You can, you can pick these spreads, man. And although you might not be at a game this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Yes, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. 
So head to bet online today and use the promo code armchair and take advantage of all the great signup bonuses. Bet online is your online sports book experts. Leading back in. That's beautiful. Oh, thanks man. Leading back in. So we were talking about all ages contests at skate park of Tampa. You were the king of them. Um, It's always fun when uh, uh, either look back library or uh, maybe that our homie Mark Akiyama will post like photos of old because we used to send all those results to Thrasher. Yeah, so Thrasher I know. There's some them. that I haven't found, and I've asked, I've asked people, and I can't find it. I won a yeah, so, my alley contest, and there's a photo in Thrasher on the back page, and no one can find that one. Damn. So yeah, um, I don't know how I won a high alley contest, but there's probably no competition at that time. But it's pretty funny, and it I know probably beat like me, Matt Giles. I think I beat Tommy Presley. Oh, um, fuck! I don't even remember who else, but that's probably. But yeah, it's just always nice when uh, on Facebook, like some results will come up from a, a con, an all ages contest in like 1998, and it's like first place, past diner, second place, Abdias Rivera, third, like third place, like, and then I'd be somewhere maybe five, six, or seven, and then like the ran- just the random names that remember that we remember for all those years. Um, uh, can you? you shout out some random names you remember from that era. Like who, who were your favorites when we went there? For the contest guys, there was a lot of random people, obviously, but I remember Chris Kendall was like one of the guys to beat and the sponsored. Yep. And he had his tricks, uh, the hard flip back lip and all the weird, uh, the Jacksonville crew. And then there was like, uh, Kyle Isles was really good. Yes. And I work, he works like in Brooklyn. Now I see him every day. He lives like down the street from me, which is funny, oh, but he was really sick and better than a lot of the people at that time. And I don't know. There's so many people like Rand, like Rodney Geiger. Do you remember him? Oh yes. I don't, yeah. yeah. Like three flip tail grabs to fakie and weird tricks. I don't yeah. know. But, and then I'll, I don't know all of our friends that, you and I are friends with as well, like Tommy Presley and like uh, Ben Gore was an old uh, veteran yeah. of that scene. Ben Gore would um, be like in the 12 and unders back then. Yeah. Like uh, oh, Mike, also, Mike Peterson would be like ruling. I remember when Mike Peterson was like the ruler of the sponsor division before he even like skated Tampa Am or Tampa, Pro- like yeah. he won Tampa Am in like 96, 97, I think. But he was skating those all ages contests before that. And then like Ricky Dixon, James Nichols, uh, like even Josh Stewart would be skating him sometimes. Yeah, Brandy would skate him a little bit too. Yeah, um, I actually have a VHS tape, and it's from my first contest I ever skated at Skate Park of Tampa. And uh, Steve's on it. Matt Salego, both Salego brothers are on it. Um, James Nichols is on it. Uh, there was that kid Chris Tom who was really good too. Dude, I remember that guy, and I've tried to get info on him, and like he kind of like know. I never knew him. I never met him. I think him, he's one of those dudes that, that fell off in the car scene and just uh, like yeah. disappeared into oblivion. I don't know what I don't know what was what uh, was up with him, but also, dude, he was really good. Jack Moran, he he skated a uh, he won a twelve and under. This is like this is an exclusive for you. He won a twelve okay. and under. He was thirteen, and he cheated. Whoa! He stayed he the night about his house. age. Yeah, he stayed the night at my house uh because he lived in orlando and i was halfway to tampa and then we all were entering the 13 to 15 he's like i'm just gonna enter 12 and under and (laughs) i was like but you're 13 
and he won. He won twelve hundred because he was, you know, he was good. Yeah, he was real good, man. And like people, all those, back. like if you talk to those heads from Orlando that grew up at the same time, him, like Evan Smith, Chris Blake, uh, like Rob Wooten, and those dudes, they will tell you that Jack was the best one out of all of them. Yeah, he was a little bit older than them. He was really good, and then he had, uh, like Sterling and Wes were older than him, and they were like really, really good. They were super good. Oh, Wes Ellis, Sterling Wright. Yeah, they were like the best guys. I thought. But yeah. All right. So, uh, so another person who lived in Lakeland who would end up uh, like helping you out a lot in your ride through skateboarding, our boy Will Campbell. Um, oh, he was a uh, sales rep for many, many companies through the years. Um, was he your first sponsor at Xavier? I was trying to put it, put a timeline together um, for you. I think. Yeah, no matter what, whatever company he worked for, I was that meant I was on flow, basically. Yeah. So, so you started out on like Xavier and drawers. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah, I think Xavier, drawers. And uh, I will say you were the only person besides Brian Anderson to look good skating in those Brian Anderson shoes, the Xavier's. I mean, they were hard to pull off. They were, but man. They were hard. I was just copying what, you know. BA was doing her. I don't know. That was a tough one. But then they had, yeah, they had a lot of wild shoes. Like I remember they used to do those, uh, they used to do those promo tours where you turn in your old skate shoes and they give you a free new pair of Saviers. Yeah, they were, they were indestructible. You couldn't, they last forever. They were super yeah, good. Just, but you didn't like, want them to though. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't want to, if they didn't have BA, it would have been, it wouldn't have, I don't know. They had just a good team, so you couldn't really say Dude, much. They had the best team. Uh, Brad Staba, also Tim O'Connor. And then they got Stefan at one point. Stefan. I was like, Rojo for a little bit. Pete Eldridge. Yeah, it was, it was a great team. If yeah. they ever made a video, it would have been one of those iconic ones. Yeah, for sure. But um, anyway, back to yeah. uh, what's up? Yeah, no, that, yeah, Will Campbell, and he worked for a million uh, different shoe brands. So each time he went to a new brand it was like that was like my my uh connection or my yeah so then after Xavier, will went to work at dc so you went to flow at dc yep and then um, making those avenues look real good that first Anthony yeah. Van england shoe that was really good yeah uh the dude that was a really good shoe and that was a really good era of shoes for dc at the time yeah they were they were they were killing it right then right right before yeah. they came out um, yeah, and, like that was when like Love Park was at its prime, and that was like the most like marketable thing ever was to be at Love Park. Yeah, the spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet, crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships. The ZDX has track tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. They, I mean, they had Stevie and Wenning yep. and AVE. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, so I, yeah, I was going to ask if you would, if you would just go straight to companies when Will did. And so I guess the answer is yes. Yeah. And uh, so, no one else did it. Sure, so, so, was, uh, worked, uh, and then he worked, he worked yeah. for Vans for a bit, right? Yeah. And then, and then now, and then now does he work at Jordan? No. Well, yeah, he did. I think he went from, yeah, probably Vans to Nike to Jordan to now he's cons. Oh, he's at cons. All right. Well, shout out Will Campbell. So are, are you wearing cons right now? You have been, right? Yeah, I wear cons, but I don't skate in them. Not, well, I do sometimes. I kind of just skate whatever now that I'm older. I don't really care. But All right. I skate in the half cabs or some cons. I was skating the Alexis and half cabs. All right. So, uh, man, back to your past. Um, uh, I don't know if it's a little-known fact, but it's a fun past diner fact. He actually got second place in the first year that slap ever did the one in a million contest. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Well, I didn't um, I, like, I remember us being in the shop and just like, 
talking about answering and uh you did and i did not but you took it very far um well, the way that happened is because dan zaslaski i was skating with him and uh boston one okay. year i think when we were filming for marooned and we just were friends with him and like it was like like an easy way for both of us to get into the magazine because okay. they needed like he had he hadn't like had like a real photo published yet and i hadn't either and but that was a way to contribute for him where they had like an outlet of like no name guys kind of but and then he's like they're down to use this photo we have you have to like enter this contest and i was like uh i don't know about this but at the time at that same trip i'd met lee berman and he's like i'll do it if you do it because he had shot with dan too so we both entered together and then okay i think lee or maybe i got second i can't remember i guess i got second i thought lee got so I don't know. I remember that dude, Eric Ostos, won it. Yeah, I remember that. And then, uh, and then your uh, and teammate on traffic, Kevin Coakley, won it a couple of years later. Right, right. Yeah, he he got the crooked guest board. Yeah, I need to get one of those. If there's any, if anybody's got one of those Kevin Coakley crooked boards floating around, hit me up. Yeah. Um, one. So around this time is when uh, you really started to like film a lot and get the eye for like kind of production. And um, so you would always be with this filmer, Mike Svensson, and uh, the video was called Marooned. And um, dude, it was a local masterpiece. Uh, and it was starred, uh, of course, Pat had first part. And then it went on with uh, Diaz Rivera, Ian Gao, this other guy, Ian Maxey, uh, Tommy Presley was in that video, as well as a part from Kevin Coakley. And Mike Svensson, the filmer, also had his own part. Dustin, and, uh, Dustin Egling had a little section too. Oh, Dustin Egling had like the he had like the the closing like five tricks in the friend section, yeah. I think. Yeah, it was very, a, very solid contributions. <laughs> and uh, I was I was like around skating uh, around this time with you guys, but I was working at the skate park, so you guys were always skating during the day and all that shit, uh, doing your missions and stuff. But uh, one thing like you've always been super, super into music and soundtracks and like picking the right, the right song that goes in the right spot. Um, the right trick that goes to the right spot and all that stuff. And it seemed like you kind of had just as much of your hands in it as Spenson did. Uh, do you yeah, it was like a, sh a shared um, CD book, <laughs> you know, those massive CD books we'd always oh, yes. get around, but yeah, you drive around in the car all day skating with uh, everyone and listening to music. So you can kind of get a feel for what people were into. And then when it came to editing it, I was the one that sat next to Svensson a lot of the time. And we would just uh, throw things together and see how they worked. But yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, yeah, I remember being at uh, Svensson's house when you guys edited the promo to that, like the little... Uh you know, the little teaser. Right. Yeah. It's just like, you're like, this is the song we're using. Here's the first three tricks. Like, <laughs> yeah, I might've went overboard sometimes back then, but I definitely <laughs> always had like some sort of vision of like what trick I was filming for what reason. Sometimes if I already had something, I'd get, try to film another trick that would go next to it in my head, you know, or something that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're like a, you're a perfectionist anyway. Like I remember being 
at spots with you and you would film your stuff, man, like many, many times if you felt like, like, I remember you'd be like, yeah, I don't like that second push. Like, uh, I, well, I swerved kind of funny right there. Did you see that? I, I swerved kind of funny. Like, I don't like that. I like, know, but if I'm going like, to, if I can do it once, I usually can do it like in the moment, like over and over. And usually they had the filmer, like they always want to film it better too, or film it different. Yeah. I was like, let's just keep going. Let's not watch it. Let's go again. Cause I can just do it. But yeah, I would, I was kind of OCD about that, but same with the other guys we were skating with. So like, you know, if I already knew the footage they had, I would sometimes think of like, if we had a spot, I would be like, Oh, if you did this here, it would go with the trick you already have. And the edit, it would be perfect to put those next to each other. So I'd always like, dude, that's funny. I was like, but like, I I was like, like, make it think it was like, you know, I wasn't like telling them to do it. I'd be like, it'd be cool if you did that though. And that was actually the, the next thing I was going to say. It was like, you were kind of the TM of the squad. Cause like a lot of the times you were the one with the car. So you were driving a lot of the time. So you're de facto the, the driver. Uh, Svensson would be the filmer, but I know you would sometimes hop in and do second angles and it'd be like, we would go to a, to, to a spot and you would like skate circles around the spot and kind of analyze every single thing while we were all warming up and kind of like, make your way to each person. Cause obviously you, you're just like you said, you knew what everybody had and what everybody could do. And you'd be like, yo, you should do this right here. Why don't you try this? And then like, even if like somebody else landed a trick, like you looked at it first and decided if it was good enough. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe sometimes. Well, they, I like got put into that position and then they would all be like, they cause like people like, asking me. So I'd be like, all right, I'll tell you. Yeah, it, it seemed like somebody would land a trick and everybody would like look at you first before we even saw the clip. Be like, dude, does Pat even think it was done good enough live? Like before we even get to the camera. And then like, all right, Pat says good. Yeah. Let's go check the camera. It was like you were like a like a super quiet, like non-threatening Jamie Thomas. Yeah, I think the saying is it always looks better than it feels because sometimes you like land it and it didn't feel right. And then you watch it and you can't even see anything at all. And you're like, Oh shit, never mind, That looks perfect. And uh, you know, speaking of things feeling right, I just want to say that support for the border podcast with Scotty, the body is presented by manscaped. Yes, that's right. Talking about feeling right. Get your balls, right? Boys, gentlemen, let's do this. Manscaped is the best in men's below the waist grooming, offering precision engineered tools, for your family jewels and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of that annoying hair on their balls. You know, it's getting in the way of getting more girls 2020 quarantine awful. I'll, I'll be, you know, there was a couple months where I just let myself go, but it was a great, great, great thing that I had manscaped because they are here. They were here for me and they're here to you to reboot and stay clean and shaved in 2021. Jeez. 2020 sucked but it's time for a fresh start with their perfect package 3.0 and this has all of the right tools for the job so come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the lawnmower 3.0 yes this waterproof and skin safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends the third generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow up you need in 2021 although i don't recommend shaving your balls in the dark Don't test the light, man, but it's there if you need it. And it's also time to freshen up down there this year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, perfect for skateboarding. 
perfect for skateboarders. You put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not helping out the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. So 2020 was awful. So make sure your boys are refreshed and ready for new beginnings in 2021. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and are hands down the best underwear you will ever wear. A guy with hairy balls is like the year 2020. Don't be that guy, man. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Once again, that is 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. What are you waiting for? Whack your wheeze and make Santa and your woman proud. Always great to take a break from talking about serious skateboarding. To go straight into shaving my balls. Yeah. How do you cool. feel about that, Pat? You keep it good up? You keep it good for your lady up there? You let yourself go. For only What's up? Months. You let yourself go for three months? I, this is the year to do it. Yeah, yeah, you know, but like, I got married, so, you know, I, I had to clean it all up, man. I see you uh, notice on Instagram you've been uh, with your lady for a while. I'm sure you keep yourself all clean up down there. It's all good. It's good for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you got, you got to do what you got to do. All right. Um, so uh, back to what we were talking about. Uh, you, so you're one in a million. We put the maroon video out, and then uh, is did I hear right where it was like some some tricks? How did you get uh, linked up with Josh Stewart to start? Uh, well, I think I I'd, I'd met Josh through Steve Brandy, just okay. like. Um, like Steve was the one who would just take me when he was going to skate street with Josh. All right. And I would meet him that way, but I still didn't really, there'd always be other people around. So we weren't like talking and he'd be filming, but I think for Marooned, I'd kept some tricks to send to him to see if they could make it into static too. Yeah. And I, then, uh, which I believe was through like a MySpace message, which is kind of funny, but I just hit him up on MySpace, like, hey, I have these tricks. Like, do you want to see them? Because if not, they're going to go on this video. But if you want to use them, I'd rather them for this as well. And then yeah. I think that's how that happened. But, yeah. So you had maybe like, what, maybe three clips in Static 2? No, I had probably, I mean, yeah, not much more than that. But they were kind of spread out through the video, like within yeah. different regions. Like there was like, had, like the uh... and, like, DC clip and a New York clip, I think. Yeah, you had that um, maybe that five O to fakie in in New York, right? Yeah, and that bank that was lot. the photo that was then the one the million. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so uh, is it true? I I've heard that um, you originally got linked up with Ricky Oyola in traffic because he he liked like the the just few tricks you had in Static Two, and he just like yeah, kind of asked him. about you. Yeah, I think he asked Josh about me from the tricks I had in the video. Yeah, that's true. All right. And then so you got on, started getting boards from Traffic. And so pretty much Traffic has been your only board sponsor through your entire career, huh? Yeah, I was like flow for a bunch of random things. But um, yeah, that's like the real sponsor. All right. Sure. And then and then uh, so how long in did you start uh, like where you felt comfortable, like trying to get clips with Josh and then maybe like leading into uh, like Static 3? I think through traffic, 
for me getting on the traffic, I remember Josh had, at the same time was starting static three or and he asked me if I wanted to do a part. So I was like, yeah, let's definitely try to do this. And we went to Philly because he, he was living with Paul Zitzer at the time in Germantown, like right outside okay. of Philly. And uh, so I went and stayed with him for a month. And then in that same time like period, we were doing the traffic via video and static three. So I was splitting my footage between the two of whatever we wanted it to go where. So, um, but yeah, I guess to answer your question more accurately is just filming around Tampa prior to that, just meeting him and through Steve. And then that evolved into both of those yeah, projects. Uh, you actually skated two spots in, in that static three part that are seriously like walking distance from my house right now. Um, the Kmart banks. Yeah. Which is a, like a super OG Tampa spot. And then uh, that, that bump to bar on Florida Ave that you uh, oh, yeah. brought 180. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. That's crazy. I forgot about that one, but yeah. yeah. Like I drive by that, like almost every day I drive by that. Yeah. Ollie the hydrant before front 180. Josh ollied that bump to bar himself actually in an old trans world photo. Oh, I remember. And there was like some, uh, like kids in the background of the photo, right? They were like right yeah, there. Yeah, they're like in the photo. I think yeah. his girlfriend at the time shot that photo, which is pretty funny. But shot it? His girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> like he set it up a try it was like on a tripod or something. And she yeah, just yeah, yeah. Like at the right time. So uh so what was that like for you like mentally growing up or like around the Tampa scene? Obviously you knew about Josh and what he was doing and static yeah. came out. Static two came out and static two was like Bobby Puglio, Ricky Oyola, Kenny Reed, like some heavy hitters, like of dudes that are like the aesthetic that you, that, that, you know, East coast aesthetic and kind of like what, how you were kind of approached kind of the same, like, uh, like you're like kind of similar approach to skating as those dudes. And now you're in Tampa and then on the road with these guys, uh, you know, now you're, it's now it's your yeah. static video. And, and that was one of my favorite lineups. Cause it was like dudes that I grew up watching that were like the same age as me. So it was like, it was you, Danny Renaud, uh, Tony Manfrey, um, uh, Nick Broussard and, and dudes like that. So what was that like for you? Like, uh, I mean, it was an growing honor. up in the scene and then like, now you're in, now you're the scene. It was an honor to be included. Obviously it was kind of crazy too, because, I'd become friends with Josh. So it was like, it didn't really sink in until we'd go on trips that it was like, Oh, this is like a real video, but yeah. Like you guys went to London for like a couple months, right? Like, yeah, we, we had a lot of good yeah. London footage. Yeah. And it was, we went from, we did a lot of East coast trips too with Durrani, Steve Durrani and uh, Andrew. Patillo. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, Julio was on some of those trips and Ollie Todd was on that trip. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, I don't know. It's like weird. Cause yeah, he's from Tampa. So I watched uh, cigar city and rising like all the time, like everyone did. So yeah, it was a trip to be in a video. Like, I don't know. It just, it's weird now. Cause we've known each other for so long, but at the time, yeah, it was definitely, Kind of well, then now that you're like friendship is what it is now you getting to like actually help close out the series 
uh, with static four and five and kind of like put your stamp on that, that whole like legacy of videos. Uh, like, dude, that was so cool to like, just be at the, the premieres at Tampa theater. I always loved that he stayed true to like doing premieres at an actual theater. Um, and just not like, cause like his movies should be treated like movies. Like they're like, they're more than skate videos. Um, yeah. I mean, he puts a lot of work and shoots actual film for them. So yeah, there's a lot behind them that people probably don't notice but yeah hopefully there will be more and you can see them in an actual theater yeah uh maybe this uh maybe this north hollywood movie will come out in an actual theater yeah <laughs> but um that would be insane because i remember um i like took like for a while you could go see the end in a movie theater yeah that's that's nuts do you remember that i don't really where like um dude i just remember like for a while, like, uh, I like guess, like, because Tony Hawk got so big at that point, like, they tried it, like, they they tried, like, doing, oh. like, the end at, at a movie theater. I remember I took a girl to go see it, and, like, we were wow. the only ones in the theater. <laughs> I guess that didn't go well. No, it, did, it didn't, and she was like, what are we, wa- what, why am I watching this? I'm like, oh, fuck, this didn't work. Like, Andrew Reynolds drinking with a monkey? Exactly, like... <laughs> And so, um, yeah, so working on all those static videos together, beginning of a, a friendship that led to you guys actually uh, working together in, in businesses. Um, so starting to talk about Theories of Atlantis just a little bit, it started started as a website for Josh's like, just it was just like the conspiracy stuff that he was reading, right? And it's like random skate content, but like more. Yeah, that's all it was. It was just like, it was a blog. It was just yeah. like how anyone would have a blog. It was just skateboarding stuff and conspiracy stuff. That was it. And a yeah. comment section. Yeah, the comment section. I've, I've talked to him when I when uh, he was a guest on the show. Um, the most one of the most interesting chat rooms I've ever been involved with. Uh, it was really at the time. Like sure. Josh would post something about a theory and like. And then Bobby Puglio would come in with like three different characters, like all arguing with each other. Yeah, there was like a lot of alter egos. And then there was like two guys who, you know, there was always like devil's advocate types in there, but, and like contrarians who would just say the, like they would just want to fight Bob. But yeah, it would get out of control. Like he would post something in the morning and we'd go skate. And then, you couldn't really check it until you got home to your computer or to your laptop for the smartphones. And yeah. Like, you know, like 240 comments in like 10 hours. And it was just be, you couldn't even read it all. It was so insane. People fighting. Did, uh, did people ever try to like come find you in New York after posting something they didn't like? <laughs> no, but I do remember times where I've run into Bob even like, I don't know. This is still a long time ago, but I'd be on the train tracks and I'd just I'd be like, Oh, and I'd see Fulia and he would look at me and come up to me. And when he sets up, he'd be like, are you X, X like whatever the username was? And yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like, no. And he'd be like, all right, cool. And just keep walking. Like I was like, I have that's no the whole conversation. Like, that's it. Yeah. That, that was it. But uh, now the, uh, the, um, the website is taking on a life of its own. Now it's a full-on uh, distribution company for companies like Hops, Magenta, 
still working with traffic, uh, Christy, Aaron Harrington's company over there. Um, a whole host of others. He also, you guys also, uh, distribute independent skate videos. I know you guys distributed, uh, two Shaquifa mixtapes, bunch of other local videos, uh, from all around. You guys are always posting about, uh, random scenes that you guys like. And then, um, so, yeah. uh, this is, it's all, the whole website is like just putting on for the people you guys back and the scene you guys like scenes you guys like and companies that are, that are ran by the people that Josh, you could tell is obviously fans of. Yeah. That's how it started kind of is just cause uh, I think it honestly started cause soy Pande, who also had a part in static three. Yes. started His own board company called Magenta. And yeah. That was it. He was just, since Josh had that blog at the time, he just made like a big cartel to sell soy's boards. That's literally how it started. And then from then it just kept going like, Oh, I'm friends with Jamal. I should sell his boards. I'm friends with Ricky. I should sell his boards. I'm friends with Shire. I should sell his boards. And then, Oh yeah. I'll, yeah, that's kind of, that's exactly how it started. And it just kind of morphed into its own thing. Cause it definitely wasn't planned, but yeah. All right. So what are you doing over there day to day? Um, I do, I wear many hats. I don't know. I'm doing like, if some, like all the designs or line sheets or anything that goes out to the shop that they're looking at of whatever presentation of the boards or anything visual probably went through me and that requires a lot of, there's a lot of, I don't know. I do so many things. And then of course you're still, uh, you're still riding for traffic. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I, um, I mean, I ride for traffic just I mean, the, the, the third shift video just traffic. dropped. You had a part. Yeah. Um, why just, why didn't they ever turn you pro man? Cause like, it seems like it should have been something that should have happened. Well, I don't know if the, the conversation maybe was had a few times with Rick and myself, but I don't know. I think back then it was different because it was like to be pro back when that conversation was happening, you had to have like, I don't know, like an interview in the magazine. You, ha- I don't know. I just didn't feel like I was a pro, I, but there was people my caliber at that time turning pro, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I just kind of avoided it, but I don't know. You could turn pro now. It's easier because there's so many brands and it's just like, you can just drop like an Instagram part or something, or it's just more like, Oh, it's a guest board or just fun stuff now. But at the time skateboarding wasn't like it is now. Well, maybe, uh, maybe for you, uh, they can do kind of what foundation. Do you remember when a uh, foundation made the, uh, retirement pro model for Mike Rushick? Yeah. I mean, that would be great. Some like, like they turned him pro and retired him with one board. Yeah, like the pity board. I, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> it wasn't even pity because Mike well, Rushing, I thought pity. was it's not hell. Pity. He was probably in the same boat as a lot of people at that time. It's like, I thought he was pro though. I guess he, he never was. I didn't know that. He Dude, I think, yeah, I think I remember they gave him one board and it was like his retirement board. Yeah, I don't know. Things were like stricter back then. I don't know. He should have been pro. But well, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, now you can have a board. All right. So the, like I said, the, uh, the third shift video from traffic just dropped, um, all the dudes from traffic you love. I love Luke Mullaney's part. That's the homie. Yeah. Um, his part's amazing. He just 
barrels through spots with uh, reckless abandon, kind of like his poker <laughs> style. Um, yeah, definitely skates how he plays poker. Definitely. Uh, and speaking of poker, we've been – Pat is definitely one of the dudes I've been talking about this poker game the entire quarantine. We started. Pat's one of the OG members. Um, he won't play in the cash games at night, but he has garnered the nickname Pat the Midday Steiner yeah. for his uh, dominance of the midday tournaments that we run. Yeah, I can only play the cash games because you guys get – you have to devote uh, some time and money into those to get your money back. Yeah. I don't, have, <laughs> I don't have the time for that. And I've seen the swings in that late-night poker game, and they're, they're pretty extreme. Yeah, Luke, Luke's been on a couple rough nights, I think. But uh, they call him the duck because there's always a chance he's got a two in his hand. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. Um, and then – so we're riding for traffic. But also, lately, you've been super, uh, super, super uh, active in the activism realm of your life, man. And I, I just want to say, like, kudos to you for doing all that stuff. I know you, like, were su- super uh, – into all the all the protesting and uh just you know trying to spread a message of love uh trying to you know take down the the racists out there um expose the liars and uh dude uh anything you're any uh recent um things you're getting behind um i mean we won the, the the election yeah we 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 as in the centrist Democrats won, but that's better than Trump. So yes, we won. And yeah, we can do better though. That's. Oh, absolutely. We could have done better. Like those two dudes are. Yeah. I'm happy that Trump lost and yeah, we, now we just got to push more left, I think, but yeah. Protesting shit that is, shouldn't even need to be protested. Like it's absurd that it's 2020 and you have to protest this type of shit. Yeah, and I I remember you've always been kind of involved, like in uh, in uh, getting getting involved in the underdogs in politics. I remember you used to go do like door to door for like Ron Paul when he was running. Um, I know you were getting down, spreading the Bernie love. Um, yeah, um, yeah, like we used to do stuff with like Move On with even Josh Stewart used to do stuff like that too, but. Even voting for like Kerry, that's the first time I voted was for John Kerry. But yeah, I mean, it's 2020. So there's a lot of things that need to change. At least 2020 is almost over now. But yeah, hopefully we'll see what happens in the future. All right. Well, um, yes. Well, that about uh, sums up the end of the the list I had for the, uh, the timeline I had written for you. But what I did forget to do is read one more time and let you guys know that football, the season is almost over. The playoffs are almost here. Betting on the season is almost done. And although you guys might not be at a game this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Yes, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. So head to bet online today and use the promo code armchair to take advantages of all the great signup bonuses. Bet online is your online sports book expert. And with that being said, 
I want to say, Pat. Uh, oh, actually, let's talk about one thing real quick. Um, how was it um, acting out my wildest dreams with uh, the execution of my wedding? Uh, it was it was great. I was yeah. Pat was I'm one of my groomsmen. X. What's up? I was Degeneration X. Yeah. So uh, for obviously, if you guys have seen the video, you know I did a uh, huge Ric Flair style themed entrance on for the actual ceremony but for the uh reception when they introduced the the uh wedding party each set of uh bridesmaids and groomsmen came out to a different uh 90s wwf theme and pat was given the tough role of degeneration x but he was also given the role of groomsman because he's one of my best friends out there i love him to death and pat thank you so much yeah thank for, you uh, for, for getting, getting on the phone with me. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Um, thank you for being a part of the, the podcast. And, uh, you know, we're going to wrap things up. So for Pat Steiner up in New York, uh, stay warm up there. Uh, right. Stay safe up there. Um, and down here in Tampa, I'll do the same thing. So from my house to yours, everybody listening, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. 2020 is going about to be done. So let's do 2021 and I will be back then with a new episode of the border podcast with Scotty, the body. Thank you. Cheers, Scotty. Thanks. Cheers. Heavenly divine, the truth brings out the temper in my spine. A hill sound again, feeling symptoms that bit me. I feel for you victims for everything. I've been